Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Longbox Podcast, presented by Plus Waco Comics and Rogue Media Network. Your bi-weekly info dump of all comics news. Oh, we're on camera. Ooh, I'll get you, you wascoy wabbit. Hey, that's not bad. That's tight. That's tight. Mono's going to start doing voiceover work. Yeah, I was I'm, trying to, I'm trying to. That's my audition, Mike, if you heard that. <laughs> I have to get into it, man. Uh, so today, uh, it's, uh, what is it? Today's Saturday. And the it's pretty early for today. We I haven't recorded. I don't this think early. people need to know what day it is. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm thinking I'm on the view. <laughs> this is the comic view. Yeah. The comic uh, view. Um, even that's even that's titles taken. The comic view is it? Yeah. Dang. Or it was. It was taken. By BET. Com- BET's comic oh, view. Yeah, what the comic view. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. My bad. Dang. Yeah, I, I swear one day you're gonna mention something and I'm gonna have seen it. <laughs> I doubt it. You're, Maybe you're so little. What? <laughs> Not even young anymore. It's just you're just little. I'm, I'm Joey's still 30. a toddler. I'll get there. <laughs> I'm growing up one day. Mono, you have uh, shit in your hair. Oh, like actual shit? Or no, just... like I don't know. Like I had a cra- white. Oh, I had a crazy yeah. night last night, so it could be actual <laughs> shit. I don't know. Mono was like uh, doing like. Putting acoustic on a ceiling earlier. <laughs> now, I don't know if you saw it, uh, but yesterday at the Rogue Media uh, Network uh, Mixer, shout out, uh, there was this little girl that kept on uh, playing with Mondo's hair. It's yeah, I saw that. Right. Yeah, get, get it. it. Just, Just get it, it, dude. I can't. Is, is this food? Is, is this it? cheese? What is it? I don't know. Oh, don't touch it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know what that is. That's for, yeah. Don't touch it. Is there hand sanitizer somewhere? My bad, guys. I. I should have just left it alone. Yeah, probably should have. That's uh, good. So last night was pretty wild, apparently for Mondo. Yeah, uh, but let's I get in, just, yeah, let's get into this comics and stuff. Yeah, let's segue into the show, y'all. Oh yeah, my god, let's get into it. Uh, so let's get off in some news, Danny. What did you bring to the table today? Why am I starting? Because you called me out saying How I had did, to have two, and I, didn't, I only had one. No, what were you? Because you were super excited about yeah. the one. What is it? Oh. So let's get it off your chest. All right. So I love Star Wars, obviously. Right. Next, Mondo. What do you got? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, we'll come back to you. Joe Quesada, who's the what? What's oh, he was uh, editor in chief. Editor in chief at Marvel for. Man, uh, almost twenty years. almost twenty years has decided to leave Marvel on uh, his own volition to start doing indie movies. 
Like really? Think, yeah, I think that's indie films. Yeah, like he's writing a script to try huh. to do an indie film with a with the studio. I think that's awesome. Was, yeah, yeah. So it was it was very. Uh, he did like you know he's always very active on Facebook doing drink and draws you know live streams and things and talking to people and doing his own YouTube stuff, and everything was normal. And then the next day he was just he just made the announcement a long post of, you know, thanking Marvel and and his time there and his that's opportunities. crazy. Yeah. yeah. So it was it was a good. Breakaway, nothing bad or anything. Just he wants to try a different creative avenue. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, I like grew up with Marvel and I remember right before Quesada took over or joined Marvel, mm -hmm. joined Marvel proper. Uh, Marvel was kind of in the dumps. That was uh, the Avengers were all wearing like leather jackets yeah. and Daredevil had armor. Uh, what was going on? They like they were I almost bankrupt. Yeah, it was bankruptcy, uh, and they were like just throwing anything and everything they could. It is like uh, is this pre Blade? Whenever they like the, they started selling all the properties to the movie theater or movie uh, companies and all that, they had to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they made a bad bet on I think distribution or something. They like spread themselves way too thin, and so now they were just losing money. Right, yeah. and oh, and they had lost a lot of their top artists to Image. Yeah. They all like jump ship and said, you know what? We're bouncing. We're going to go start our own thing. Like all the people that were on the main titles. Yeah. So, um, but Casada came in. Uh, he started the new Daredevil, Mar mm -hmm. the Marvel Knights yeah. line, mm -hmm. where it took a lot of the grounded street level characters and, and elevated them up to a new like status. Daredevil had always been a proper, popular character, but. Uh, with Marvel Knights, it reestablished him. It like took him away from all that armor nonsense, and which I got to be honest, I kind of like the armor. <laughs> it was trash, but I I kind of dug it. It was neat. Yeah, but I get why they wanted to get get back away from. Him. They wanted to get him back to his roots. Yeah. Um. But he came in, did that, did the Marvel Knights, and then shortly thereafter, they uh, Marvel had decided, wow, we've got like kind of a gold mine on our hands and Casada like they elevated him to editor in chief and mm -hmm. he really he solidified Marvel from like the 90s to the 2000s to 2015 almost and then no yeah 2011 then Axel Alonso took over and then Joey's a uh, main nemesis now <laughs> as uh, editor in chief yeah damn you Sobolski <laughs> all right Let's get into my turn. Yes, finally. All right, cool. Um, so, uh, in Star Wars, there is going to be a Yoda series coming out uh, from Marvel. Oh my god! And it's cool. I really yeah. want to say next. I bro. mean, I, I, we all we we had these conversations in our group chat about Star Wars like this last uh, like two weeks or a week or two ago. Um, and uh, you better pick I, it up. I know because this is trash it already. Might be shit. Uh, and I always said that uh, the story needs to go forward rather than backwards. But this one I'm pretty excited about because we never got to see uh, visually. There's books about it, but we never got to see visually uh, Yoda's exile on Dagobah after episode three. Like in between three and four. Um, we never got to see what happens and how, you know, what journeys he goes along. Um, Why do you need to? He dies. I mean, yeah. He dies in the first the first trilogy. Everybody got, dies. Every story. That's the end so of every story. So tired. He got so tired of Luke Skywalker. Dude basically said, "Bet." Just <laughs> ghosted, bro. Just 
Dude, it, I, that's like, but that's, see, that's, I think it's like a never ending cycle with Star Wars and their fans because those characters like that who are iconic characters in the movies when they came out, mm-hmm. you know, they try to recycle them back into the story somehow. And it just makes fans mad because fans have opinions of how they wanted that character to be in the fans story. Fans have their own idea right. established of what happened in their own mind. Right. And when it doesn't meet that expectation, they lash out. Yes. And it happens not to good. a lot of popular characters, and it just ends up ruining the the excitement of the, the, the genre and the story and everything. I mean, especially, and I know I said this in the chat, after 30 years of nothing... And then you want to come back with a show or a movie and try to explain that 30, you know, how long uh, the, the 30 years you've already solidified, you've cemented in your own mind what happened. Mm-hmm. If it isn't that you're going to be super pissed. But if you know, like 30 days, 30 days is nothing. You can change your mind. Like, Oh yeah, that, that works better. But 30 years. No, You've already told your kids, this is what happened. Right. It's wild. So you're working on two generations of people with their mindset already. So, I mean, again, Star Wars should die. It should. It doesn't need to die. It just needs to move forward. No, it should die. It should move forward. It should die. They're already doing the stuff with, like, the Mandalorian of trying to... It started off as a good series, and now they're trying to cycle back and, and bring these characters and... And tie yeah. it all in, and how did like Obi Wan fit in it, and all this stuff? Like, like I thought the Mandalorian was set way after everything, mm-hmm. and then come to find out, no, it's when Luke is a master Jedi. Fuck that! I'm not watching <laughs> yes, it anymore. Exactly. It was good. It was good when I thought it was moving the story forward. It's not doing that. Yeah. So. We'll see what happens in the future. No, we won't. I, I will. You will. <laughs> I will. You will. <laughs> And we will cut you off every time. Next, we need to get a buzzer. Yeah, honestly, man, like if I, that's just one. I think I remember made a post when I first started making uh, writing comics. Is that like uh, in ten years I want to be writing a Star Wars book for Marvel? Yeah, and uh, still to this day, but I'm I'm taking notes. I'm making sure. I think the comics is a perfect way that if you want to explore those stories, to go back in a a six issue or a one shot of Yoda's exile, do it in a comic. That gets people to get in the comic store to support the artists, the writers, and read their stories as opposed to just going to watch a movie and then just being on all these online, you know, groups and hating everybody. Because that's another thing. With movies, you have to wait at least a year before the next movie comes out because you're getting trying to get the production ready, the actors ready, the scripts done. With comics, it's like, what, a 30-day period? Yeah. And then also, too, you think about, like, if there's any, you know, issues with the actors and their personal lives, you got to wait even yeah. longer, right? Like, like you, you handpicked someone to play a princess in the movie, and you've come to find out in real life she's shitting in people's beds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't, I, look, allegedly, 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 okay, allegedly. We weren't there. We didn't have cameras set up. We don't know what happened. I, you know, I think. Well, what a, I think Johnny anyways, did, I, what anyways, a segue. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> uh, Yoda number one coming in October from Marvel, written by Kevon Scott. The art's going to be by uh, Nico Leon. All right. Uh, so, cover, that, so that is a comic then, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, covered by Phil Noto. Um, and yeah, uh, that dude goes hard. It, who? Phil? Phil Noto. Yeah. He's awesome. Nico Leon's pretty solid, too. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. So I don't have the names don't pop out to me, so I'd have to see about them. But I'm, yeah. I'm I'm excited. I'll see about. It. Yeah. Cool. What you got, Danny? Um, Trash. It probably is. I think it's. I think it's neat. I think it's a neat little thing. Uh, the Popeye syndicated comic strip. They're uh, the the artist slash writer is modernizing it. What? To where? Yeah, like Popeye is a tail end. Gen Xer and olive oil is like a, a millennial and everything. So yes. they're going to try to they're going to try to inject new blood in. A, yeah, I grew up watching Popeye I cartoons Popeye. and I love yeah, uh, Popeye versus Sinbad the Sailor, yes. uh, Popeye and his nephews, mm. even the the Robin Williams Popeye movie. My yes. wife hates it. She like loathes it with Loves a passion for real? Oh, like, it was on HBO a while back and she was like why are we watching this <laughs> fucking garbage and I was like it's fun when you don't oh, you don't like fun. fun you don't like whimsy and mirth all of a sudden she doesn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was so fun man no but yeah so I'm excited to see what they do with this with this character that's been around for decades tight where, yeah. So where have you been reading these uh, the strips at? Uh, they're online. Online? I think like King Syndicated Features or KingSyndicated.com. And has he already started the modernization or is that coming? No, it, it's coming. Okay. It's coming. I saw a news article on like comic book resources. Another of Joey's enemies. Oh. What did I tell you? Write better. I will, man. I will. And I have been. I Good. have been. Good. I'm uh, glad. I'm glad. Speaking of writing better, I think that kind of segues really good into uh, our topic for today. You don't have any more news? I don't. Let me see. I think I got maybe something else. I'd have to fish for it. Nothing's really. I've been saving articles. That's been helping. Like on I Facebook. need to do you that. Can save articles and just go to your save save documents. But I might have not saved anything. Hmm. I usually read the articles and then type out like my thought into a note. Oh, that's good too. Yeah, and then that way I have like a bunch of like bing, 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 bing. And that way I'm top of mind. It's like not prepared and a little prepared, super prepared. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. That's his day. That's why he's editor in chief, man. Yeah, I don't have anything. Nothing, nothing. Nothing. All right. I guess we'll take a break and then we'll get back into the whole yeah. writing thing. Sounds yeah, right? good. All right. Welcome back to the Longbox Podcast, presented by Plus Waco Comics and Rogue Media Network. I wasn't supposed to do the whole intro again, wasn't I? No. But, <laughs> but they got it, so it's all right. I got my practice in. Yeah. Uh, Joey's practicing every time. <laughs> yeah. Before we get into the topic, uh, we want to do what we read or no? Yeah, let's go okay. and get into it. All right. What would you read? I, uh, I, took the, uh, I took one for the team, and I read Banner of War Alpha. And um, so Banner of War Alpha is Donny Cates' mashup of uh, his Hulk run and his Thor run. Um, And they're going to be like uh, back and forthing. Did Donny Cates do Thor? I thought it was uh, somebody. I thought it was Jason Aaron. Uh, Jason Aaron's Thor, right. I'm sorry. Um, And so uh, like the where he's uh, where like where Odin is in the hammer now and Mm -hmm. Thor is the all father and all that. This um, is this is a vast. This is a, like a slightly different take from Joey last time when yeah. he was like getting ready to read Banner of War. Yeah. He's like, guys, I'm so excited! I'm so so excited. excited! And, and today now, is like, I took one for the <laughs> team. I took one for the team. Oh. I didn't realize that. Dang it, man! But it, it's kind of true. Uh, and so, uh, 
Like what ends up happening? So this run is it's a Banner of War Alpha, and then it's going to be continuing or continued in Thor twenty five, and then Hulk number seven, and then it's going to go back and forth, back and forth, and I think it, it ends in October. Um, but uh, it's it's a beat em up book, and it mashes uh, Hulk versus the Thor, uh, Hulk, the Hulk versus Thor. Um, but in this time, it's uh, the Starship Hulk. So Bruce Banner has somehow split the Hulk into three different pieces uh the body of the hulk the mind of the hulk and the engine room uh the engine room is uh is what banner is using to control the hulk and he's like piloting the hulk to fight uh thor and so thor is trying to go after the hulk for something that happened in new mexico uh there was a a, a rage incident he had killed some people again uh, and so this time he's going after him um and they they just fight I, i i wish there was more stakes about it but uh, they it's just a beat em up book like they they end up on this planet that looks like Adventure Time uh, like there's full of cartoons everywhere and they're just wailing it out um, and then uh, they get zapped to a different planet or on the they get zapped to uh, the Black Hand of God uh, which is a severed hand of Celestial mm-hmm. uh, that was used as like a, a war ground like a tournament ground um, and then uh, as they get there you know Bruce Banner. Uh, takes manual control of the Hulk because up until this point he was like using uh, this engine room to simulate fights uh, from the Hulk. So the Hulk was like fighting a giant Iron Man, a giant Wolverine, stuff like that. And then so it's just not working. So he's like, I'm in control now. So he puts this helmet on, this like little spine thing, like apparatus, like Pacific Rim pops up and um, he goes like overboard and like uh, he's like uh, Thor, it's kind of Dragon Ball Z shit. Uh, Thor's like he's evolving as he's as he's fighting. Like I don't know what's going on, and fucking laser beam comes out of the Hulk. Like he laser beams Thor, mm-hmm. like out of nowhere, like no build up, no nothing, just laser beams. And I'm just kind of like how you're describing it. Yeah, <laughs> my bad. It's just like what? It's like come on. And like the next, this was, this was a bad description. This, it, was, this is a bad book. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, I mean, like the dialogue's not fantastic. It, it just well, gives you a recap in the so beginning. Is it? Is it? The dialogue, it's it's the Hulk. I mean, yeah. I mean, but at the but, very, but Banner is speaking. Does Banner speak? Yeah. So whenever Banner takes over, he's speaking. Uh, okay. And uh, Betty Ross is inside of his conscience, and Betty Ross is like this uh, fourth part, this fourth piece of the Hulk that's like trying to reason yeah. with him. Um, and then uh, with Thor, uh, Odin is inside Mjolnir. And so Mjolnir is like talking to Thor as he's talking. And so there's this one kind of brief moment where Thor is like, uh, or, uh, Thor's like, uh, I have this. And Banner is like, uh, leave me alone. And they, they stop and look at each other like, who are you talking to? Like, that's just cheesy. And then they start fighting again. It's just hmm. I, I, stuff like that I didn't yeah. like. And then at the very end, spoiler alert, if you care about this shit, um, the, uh, there's a big explosion that happens. Like Hulk blows up like a new power. Like he just super bombs. And like the final page, we kind of see like we think the Hulk survived and Thor died, but it's just a hulked out Thor. Oh. And the final line, Thor smash. This sounds awful. Mm. It is awful. <laughs> it is. It is trash. Mm. So it now is, Thor is the Hulk. Yeah. Thor is a Hulk. A Hulk. A Hulk. Wait. Yeah. Wait. Is Thor a Hulk or is Thor the Hulk? We like they know. combined. We don't know. So they you don't see a Hulk we or you don't see a separate Hulk and Thor. You see a Hulk Thor. You see Thor that had his armor on that right. is bigger and green now. 
Yeah. So they could like. But you don't see the Hulk. Nope. Okay. You just see a blonde Hulk, a blonde oh. Thor Hulk. So there's a possibility that they've combined into one. Maybe who knows? One body. Maybe. This is, I'm probably not going to be picking this up again. <laughs> like I'm going to like, I'll read the news bits and you know, I'll, if something cool, like some kind of something changes about it, I'll pick it up again, but I'm probably not going to be following this story. Mm. Yeah. And it, it looks, it looks very like goofy. I'm looking at like a lot of like, this. it's silly. Like, I mean, it's, it, it's definitely a Donny Cates book. Like it, it gives you, uh, it opens up with like a little history of Thor. So if you haven't been up to date with the characters, it's a really cool book to read and to catch up on it. Catch up, yeah. yeah get a good status quo of what's going on because it kind of tells you what's up with uh, Thor, what's up with Banner. Um, so if you like Thor, if you like Hulk, yeah, pick this book up, check it out for yourself, see what you think about it. Sure. Uh, I, I pick every little piece out, um, unless it's Star Wars, and I'm just like, hey, I love this. We t- we I t- love t- this too much. <laughs> we talk- I love this too much yeah. to criticize it. Uh. We talked about it in the in the chat, but like I think we all agree, like I, that we all like don't like hulked out characters. Like mm-hmm. no, I, what are the four sins? We came up with four sins. Oh in yeah, Marvel. yeah. Fuck, it was uh, the hulked out characters. Hulked out characters. Venomized characters. Venomized characters. Uh, clones. Clones. And uh, variant. And variants. Multiversal variants. There you go. Multiversal variants. We gotta make a we gotta write that shit down. Gotta write that, yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. that's what I read. And there was some other stuff in my poll, but I didn't really I don't remember reading it. That's the one thing I really kinda analyzed and took notes on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, what about you guys? Mono, did you read anything? Uh, I just reread for today's topic because I thought it would be a good way to kind of show Yeah, what is that? Uh, the Batman and Elmer Fudd <laughs> multiverse crossover kind of thing. Um, since we're talking about that kind of stuff. How yeah. does that work? Like I feel like um, whose phone? Whose phone is oh, buzzing? Mine. Sorry, it's his dad. Oof. It's your dad. It's my dad. Is he calling into the show? We should take him live. <laughs> Mr. Ramirez, how are you doing? <laughs> Tell Mono he needs to come take the trash you out. Don't, you don't want you don't want him to have a you don't want him to have a platform. Yeah, he'll. he'll what? I'm on the show. Back oh. in my day, there was a yeah. comics. Uh, but no, this is. I love the Lone Ranger. He shot those yes. Indians. Yes. Whoa! Yes. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> We gotta go now, we Mr. Got- Ramirez. <laughs> We've gotta go. Um, yeah, so this is a, a story by Tom King and uh, with Lee Weeks on the interiors. Oh, Lee Weeks. Yeah, and it's l- about Batman and Elmer Fudd, a Looney Tunes DC crossover. So how? So is it a crossover? Or is it multiversal? So I I think it's multiversal, but I think it's it's a way um, that multiverses should be done, and. Because it's drawn very dark. Elmer Fudd is yeah, not like Elmer a more, a cla- yeah, like a yeah. He's he's drawn in in like in set in a noir comic. Noir there's comic. A, there's a Porky Pig guy here. Yes, and right. a Bugs Bunny dude. All here. the characters um are are humanized, kind of like a uh, Bugs Bunny is is humanized. Uh, Porky Pig's humanized, and um, it's a story about Elmer Fudd. He it's kind of like the Sin City vibe. You know how Marv in Sin City, uh, Goldie. Right, I mean, it's this prostitute. He, he he falls in love with her, and then she's dead. So yeah, he goes on this manhunt, and it's kind of like Emerald Foot that like he's going on this manhunt to find out who who uh, killed his bunny. I think is what he calls her in the book. And uh, and Batman intervenes. You know, he runs and he's like, "Hey, you can't be coming in here and shooting up bars and you know with your shotgun and stuff." And they they go at it. But um, yeah, I thought it was really good, and it, and it kind of shows I think how a multiverse thing should be done. Um, because in reality, like, 
why why would why would the Batman choose to go? Why would you need to continue this story? And other than a one shot, why would Batman need to continue to chase Elmer Fudd when the Joker, Mister Freeze, Poison Ivy are out doing the most heinous stuff? Like it just kills the flow of the original character and the story and Gotham around it. And the art's great in it. The yeah, action's the great. Really cool. Like, because they did a they did multiple of those. Yeah, they did. They like Martian Manhunter and Marvin the Martian. They did. Um, and I think those might have been crossovers because those might have been a little bit more animated. But I think they with this story, especially Tom King being a good writer, wanted to be uh, wanted it to be something a little different. Um, so I went back and read this because it's really good. Yeah, they had a Daffy Duck and Joker. Yeah, they had. A, let me see. So Porky Pig and Lex Luthor. <laughs> what? Robin and the Batman, or uh, Robin and Sylvester. Silly, I remember they did the uh, Hanna Barbera books. Uh, the Flintstones was uh, yeah. one of my favorites. They did the Flintstones. Yeah, they tried to. Yeah, those those were definitely pretty good. They had because they had all of them like Galaxy Trio. They had uh, Space Ghost. Mm-hmm. They had Johnny Quest. Did they have a Johnny Quest book? Yeah, yeah they, they, did. Did. They, they did. They did. They did. They did. Oh yeah, and in the back they do a um, a cartoon version. I guess another multiverse. So you got two <laughs> two kind of little multiverse stories in one book, and then that's it. It's a fun read. Oh, do y'all remember? That's that guy, I think. The Oh, no, that's just a toy. But, yeah, that's all I really read. I didn't read anything else. What about you, Danny? I read nothing. I read oh, you, absolutely nothing. Oh, yeah, you read between the little uh, shout-outs, or sorry, between our uh, our sponsors, huh? Yeah. What'd you read? What'd you scroll? What'd I flip through? I just, uh, Nothing. I didn't read anything. I was flipping through uh, for updates on just random stuff just to see what else was coming up. Cool. Here's, um, a, here's a good question for you. What books are you, are you looking forward to? None. Really? No. Uh, it, do we just want to jump into the topic today? Yeah, let's, let's, yeah, just, I think let's that jump would into be good. it. Danny's just not impressed by any books out right now. I'm really not. I don't <laughs> I don't know what it is. I feel that way too. You There's, started reading that editor book and now, now it's just on. Yeah, now it's just on. I got a book in the mail, uh, how to edit for comics. And yeah, I'm cracking the whip on these guys. Uh, like, He's putting his application for Marvel. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm going to get in there one way or another. If it's not as an artist, it's as an editor. <laughs> I right? believe it, man. Well, yeah, I do too. Uh, books that I'm excited for, like, I think. The Judgment Day stuff coming up with Avengers, X-Men, and the Eternals. They released a trailer like for the comic with comic art, and they did voiceovers in it. And so the acting is pretty good. Oh, okay. Like, I mean, it's simple. It's yeah, quick, yeah. you know, but it's it gives uh, you a feel for it. Yeah, it gives you a feel for it. So that, that seems interesting. Um, that's over in Marvel. Over in D.C., I can't really like unless it's a black label book like the new Aquaman book coming out. The black label. Oh, you got to check that out. Dang, I didn't even know that was happening. Yeah, there's yeah, a black label that. Aquaman book. Ooh. Oh, the the art, the interior art is beautiful. Oh, man, let me, man, let me see who who did that. Um, 
the finale of Batman Catwoman with uh, Tom King and Lee. Oh, yeah. Uh, you've been Clayman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've been reading that since it started. Yeah. DC brings psychedelic cosmic horror to black label Aquaman Andromeda. Oh, you had that me. is that it? Yeah, that's it. Oh, you had me on that. It's a hell of a oh title. Oh my gosh, this is beautiful. Right, Christian Ward is the artist, the interior artist. I'm in. Man, I love this. Yeah, I love that. Looks this. dope, right? Who is that guy? Is that supposed to be Aquaman? Probably. Yeah, it's like a. Like a this is probably like a variant stuff. Looks like he's off of the Flying Dutchman. So, yeah. so yeah, I'm excited for that. That awesome. looks dope. Um, but like the main DC stuff, I they just started Dark Crisis, and that's like our topic for today: the multiverse, yeah, and how writers are using it more as a crutch instead of a writing device. Yeah, it's becoming overused. Yeah, I think Joey Joey pointed it out the other day, and I was like, yeah. I, I kind of see that. Yeah. You know, um, well, what were you saying? You were just, were you disappointed in it? Like a multiverse kind of thing? I was like, again, yeah, like, I, uh, I forgot what exactly. I had to go through the group chat and check it out again. Um, but I was just, it, every single story that's coming out, like every single major event story. Oh yeah. Cause is now, even in Marvel, they have Avengers forever. Yeah. Forever, and, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and it's just like every single thing is either changing the retcon, or sorry, it's changing the the history of it. It's uh, moving backwards and sideways instead of just moving forward. There's nothing going forward. And plus, if you bring in multiversal stuff, uh, it doesn't make the one shots as special because now they can just go back in and and pull them out like uh, the uh, Thomas Wayne Batman. They fucked him up. He was a great character. They fucked him up by bringing him, and now he's everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, it's uh, and it's a deal where if you have a multiverse, there's no stakes. Yeah, there's really no stakes. I mean, how many multiversal? Because like now in uh, in Marvel, there was uh, uh, the entire history of Galactus was changed recently with the Black Winter. Like the Black Winter is Galactus, but instead of eating a planet, he eats a universe. And originally, like the new uh, the new thing is that Galactus was his herald originally. And he aban- he found this universe, and he's like, I'm going to abandon him. I, I, I ran away from him. And exactly. And so like, if you have multiversal things, if you have a multiversal event, it's always going to change the status quo. It's always going to change the, the stakes because, I mean, the stakes, I mean, you, if someone dies, it's another universe, they pop in, and it's that's just it. It's just a wall. If you use the multiverse, you just hit a wall. And for me, it's not fascinating anymore. It probably was, you know, I was really interested in it. But like, even back then in the day, the multiversal stories, Infinite Crisis or Final Crisis, whichever one where Superman sings, it ends on a silly note. Like there's no big stakes anymore. Like the multiverse isn't interesting. That's my favorite story. Is it? The Superman singing to save the universe. Simon Cowell's like, that was bad. No, <laughs> like Randy Jackson's like, you're going to Hollywood, dog. <laughs> And Paul Abdul is just popping pills. Like, yeah, I loved it. That was great. But no, man, like, I just, I'm fed up with the multiverse. I really want to see what a writer can do whenever there's not a multiverse thing at stake. A, a multiversal I, threat or I, something. I think it, I think I agree with you on how you, I was first excited when I started seeing all these different avenues because I thought maybe they would start building the, the characters that we that we read on the regular like they were going to start giving them more dimensions more um you know 
um, situations where they have to think differently or you see like Captain America in a different light or he's starting to think differently and, and changing. He's not he's still Captain America. He still have his views, but maybe he's contemplating, man, are my views the right way? But instead of that, they just create new versions of them, you know, and it's like just keep Captain America in a story like you're fitting him into something that it, it makes no sense. I, th I feel like. You know what I mean? I don't know if I'm explaining it or how I'm thinking about it, but it's like, you know that, like you said, they're expendable. If if he does, you know, beat the evil cap or the zombie cap or whatever, you know, when fans get bored, instead of saying, okay, let's try to rewrite cap or rewrite him, we're going to stick another cap in front of them. Yeah, and that's and, who he's going to fight. And they kind of did something like that whenever they did the ultimate universe, because the ultimate cap was a, like, a lot more grittier. I think he was a, like a, uh, he was definitely a lot more like, pro-america more patriotic and he was uh, uh like he would say like you know make jokes like we're not the french and stuff like that um and then you know that made him his own character and then whenever they did cataclysm and all that they just multiverse stuff again and now there's no more ultimate captain america and he's just gone and now we have you know the the r cap that we have here but anyway uh what i'm getting into it's um whenever there's multiverse things going on there's multiverse this multiverse that it's really hard to put yourself into that character's shoes. I mean, as silly as it is to put yourself in a character's shoes that you're reading in a comic book, but what yeah. would Captain America, whose whose sole virtues, like you know, uh, he he's he's a, the, the the Christian American dude, and his motivations are gonna be motivated motivated by that. But he's gonna be fighting these threats that have like multiverse things. I just it, it just falls apart. You know, the more you get open it up, it just falls apart to me. Like, I don't know how Captain America would be motivated to do all of these things anymore if, like, this literally every possibility out there is happening. I just, I think that they need to bring it all back to where the mystery is still alive to the characters. Because all these characters would have to know, like, what's out there now, you know? Like, bring it to where... Well, that's part of the problem with DC. Mm -hmm. um, they had their multiversal event couple like two years back like one of another yeah multiversal event and when they came out of it uh the entire world knew that the multiverse existed and so now like you said the i guess the characters in the books not just not just the heroes that we follow but the everyday people that they don't write the stories about are all living with this idea that what even matters you know, if there's another me out there, if there's more than just one me out there, there's a multiversal uh, element to me. I exist on multiple levels. What, what am I doing that counts then? Exactly. You know, like what, what, what is sacred? What, what has any weight to it? Right. Because in some universe that can be like, oh, I'm, I'm Superman in some universe, you know, mm -hmm. I'm on the Justice League in some universe, you know. Yeah. And it just for, for to me. Like a lot of the, that, but that's one of the sins that we don't like. Yeah, we don't like that. We don't. It's just like the multiverse is used entirely as a crutch, and like we're getting into it now, like where everybody's probably going to be like, "Oh, I want multiverse stuff now. Yeah. I want all this because of Doctor Strange into the Spider Verse." Uh, and, all these and all. trash variants, like <laughs> I, that's it's really pushing that to where, like you said, people are wanting to see more. Okay, guys. You know, we just developed this Moonlight series. Wow, how many Moonlights can we get? You know, what what other versions are there? 
you know, oh, yeah. can we stick him in, in this universe that doesn't even make sense because we can make it happen and we want to see it on screen. Like it, It's cool, but at the same time, it gets overused. Like if a perfect case scenario in Marvel or in DC, after their next big event that happens, they just seal off uh, whatever access to the multiverse there is. You know, like we're, we're on our own now or something like that. I think Marvel tried to do that with Cataclysm whenever they brought it down to two universes. And then it, now it doesn't matter because they remade the multiverse. I just, I don't know. They just can't let it go. They just can't let it go. They just can't let it go. We'll come back to that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And now a word from our sponsor, Long Ass Wire. <laughs> long Ass Wire. Put TVs in multiple rooms with Long Ass Wire. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> well, kids will never know those cables, man. All the way to the back of the room. Right? You get you a cable splitter. Yep. Run long ass wire, bro. Long ass wire. <laughs> Shit. Did you have that plan? Was that ready? Was that in the chat? I just that. I just popped up, popped it in my head. I was like, oh, what are we gonna say? What are we gonna say? What am I gonna say? That's funny. What are we closing out with? No, we can finish with the multiverse. multiverse, Yeah, got it. We finish with multiverse. Um, uh, You were on Cataclysm and everything. So they 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 cut it off with Cataclysm, but then Secret Wars reintroduced. Yeah. Okay. So if you wanted to do that, okay. Because did you read Secret Wars? I mean, I read bits and pieces. I haven't read the whole thing. I know, but you read it, so I can segue yeah. that over to you. I did read it. That's all right. That's all right. All right. Welcome back to the Longbox Podcast, where I'm not going to say the intro twice. Um, this would have been a third time. Yeah, this would have been three. Wow. Shit, oh, well, I did say it twice. <laughs> yeah, Damn it. say it twice. Damn. Welcome to the Well, it sounded cool. It sounded cool. Uh, getting back to the multiverse, uh, what we were talking about before we left was um, uh, Marvel. So Marvel closing it off, but Marvel, like all both both companies have closed it off from time to time while reestablishing at a different period. Uh, DC's done it way more times than Marvel has. Marvel recently did it with the Cataclysm, Cataclysm, and then with Jonathan Hickman taking over. For Fantastic Four, Avengers, New Avengers, leading up to Secret Wars. At the end of Secret Wars, he reestablishes the multiverse for the Marvel Universe. So um, I think uh, initially the first go around of the multiverse, it was a writing element. It was a tool and, and it was basically just DC trying to clean up the mess that they had made, that they had created with all their variants of characters. So they had a Superman and he had adventures as an adult. He wasn't around until he was an adult, but they also had a Superboy who had adventures and jumped to the 30th century with the Legion of superheroes. They had a uh, wonder woman who existed during world war two with the justice society of America. They also had a wonder woman who hadn't touched Man's world until the Justice League formed in the 70s, 80s, whenever their timeline hits. They had a Batman who went out with purple gloves and carried a gun. They had a Batman who just hit the scene after his parents died and seeing like Superman. 
You know, they had all these characters. They had a Shazam. They really, they did Shazam dirty. Uh, like in comics wise, um, Fawcett, Fawcett Comics and everything. They had like Earth X with the Freedom Fighters. They had Earth 3 with the uh, Crime Syndicate. Um, and and they were just kind of all over the place. And what DC initially wanted to do was just clean it all up and make one continuous timeline that all these things happened together instead of splintering them off here and here, here. And that was poor editorial from the beginning because they all wrote their books independently without them existing in the same universe at the time. So like when we started, you had that kind of idea. And I was like, no, 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 no. Let's pull back and let's make them all work together. So even, even Marvel almost went down that path Mm -hmm. until they started crossing over their books early, early on. And that allowed them to make their universe whole from the beginning or closer to their beginning. Because you, you still had like, the invaders and Captain America and those characters kind of existed and interacted with each other, but you had the fantastic four and you weren't sure until like issue two or three when Spider-Man came in like, okay, yeah, they exist in the same city. They work together. So, but yeah, it was a writing tool in the beginning, but ever since then, like the time between they use it to reboot the universe, but the time in between reboots, keeps getting shorter and shorter and shorter so they had crisis on infinite earth which was which was from the 80s um marv wolfman george perez um then in the 90s they had like zero hour and uh they had uh they had a bunch of them they had convergence here recently they had the new 52 they had flashpoint um, they had 52, which was after Infinite Crisis. They had Infinite Final Crisis. Yeah. Uh, now they're starting Dark Crisis, and that's taking all the crises and merging them together into one. one it's like, no. I like the premise of them gathering all the big bad guys and just obliterating the Justice League. But you don't have to make it a crisis, crisis type thing. You can you can tell a good story without it having to be a crisis, without having it be a reboot of sorts, because that's what's going to come out of this. Some sort of reboot. They've um, they introduce new legacy characters in the DC universe. Mm -hmm. And for now, while the Justice League is dead, these characters are stepping up to become the new Justice League. Um, And I think with this dark crisis, it's going to try to solidify multiple justice leagues because there's no way Superman and Batman and wonder woman are dead. There's no way they're going to stay off the table. You, you remove characters from the table for a little while, but you can't keep them off. They're too popular. Yeah. They're way too popular. And see, this is where I, another part of the little multiverse hiccup because like the last time I picked up the, I was following one of the main books was whenever like one of the last uh, multiversal crises, whenever Wonder Woman like ascended and became became a god. Yeah, yeah. And so like now she's dead. Hmm. Oh, she had come back. The stakes. That's what I mean. There's like no importance to these well, stories. Like, okay, should- look. In comics, there are stakes, but the stakes are never that high because. These books are continuous. If you want stakes to matter, 
then I get why people read manga because those books end, you know, but like Batman, Captain America, Iron Man, Spider-Man, the Fantastic Four, Justice League, Justice Society, uh, uh, what, what the Suicide Squad, all these books are continuous. Do you think it's possible to have a continuous story in comics, like in the realm of comics, without having a multiversal element? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're de- you can definitely have uh, a book that tells a story without having to cross over into alternate dimensions on either side of them or whatever. You don't have you, you don't need to, to do that. DC and Marvel did it for so many years. You know, like I said, it only started out as a, as a writing tool to try to clean things up. And then they saw what what triggered it. The continuous crutch was money. Because those books did so well. Like they did astronomical figures. It was crazy. They'll Everybody st- wanted to And see. they'll still do well. I mean, if 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 DC came out and was like, let's do a um a reprint of uh, Infinite Crisis or of, you know, Crisis on Earth, like people would go out and spend money on that even though they had they have the issues already. They would go spend if they wanted to slap variants on it or if they wanted to do it, like there's money always going to be there. Like and I think that's the the double-edged sword part of it. Like it'll never go away. They need like we we complain and bitch and moan about event fatigue because it does seem like there's a huge event every every few months, mm-hmm. which there is. I mean, if you look in the books, um, there's always something kind of splashed across the top, a couple of issues here and there. Like, we just got done with Devil's Reign in the Daredevil books, and it brought in, like, a bunch of street characters. Luke Cage, Iron Man was kind of there for a little while. Captain America, Spider- the Spider-Men were there involved. Um we just got done with Spider-Man's uh, dealing with Ben Riley becoming Spider-Man and that kind of shook out. We're doing, um, we just got fun, finished with Inferno in the X-Men books. You know, um, there's uh, the Avengers books right now that are going through something with a Mephisto and they had the Heroes Reborn kind of thing. So there's always some kind of event, it seems like, going on. But if we're willing to pay money for it, yeah. to read it, they're going to keep putting it out. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't get away from it if that's what's making you money. And what's the biggest thing? Like, crisis for DC. Crisis or some kind of reboot story. See, I, I mean... Because everything establishes a new quote unquote status quo yeah. um with certain stakes until the next round of writers comes in and figures out a way to bring a character back. Like Final Night. Final Night was another one. It wasn't a hard reboot, but it came after Hal Jordan had become evil and the uh, the son was dying. And uh the heroes are like Superman, helpless. Batman, helpless. You can't do anything. It's the sun. <laughs> like it's not. It's not. It's not the Joker. You can go punch 
and tell them turn it back on. You know, you can't you can't like flip a switch and turn the sun back on. It's not like Luthor with a giant shade in in space. Huh, I've got you now, Superman. <laughs> turn your powers off. You know, it's the sun literally yeah. dying. Yeah. Um, and so they approach Hal Jordan uh, with his infinite green power, Green Lantern powers, to sacrifice himself as a hero and become the new sun, reignite the sun. And he does. He was supposed to die. That would have been a status quo changer. That would have been a huge element going forward. You could have had all the green lanterns uh, continue to celebrate how Jordan's life, but no Jeff fucking Jones <laughs> and his love for lame characters. <laughs> Brought Hal Jordan back. God. I mean, like all these all these stories, you say there are no uh are no stakes. And there really aren't because again, these these books are continuous. They have to they have to reset at some point. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm waiting for that other shoe to drop. On the X-Men books, they've established Krakoa. They've established their own mutant island. They've established their own uh diplomacy. Uh they, you know, they're healing people offering medications in exchange for independence from the world sort of they've already established their themselves on Mars as their own planet now i'm waiting for that shoe to drop when mars gets destroyed and it's back to a barren place all the iraqi are killed off or or shuttled into a pocket universe somewhere and krakoa is destroyed and the x men are back on the run you know, you can only have a good thing in comics for so long before it has to change yeah. back to its original status yeah. at some point or another. So that's a good way to put it. Sad way to put it. It's very sad. Yeah. It's going to be Galactus. It's going to be the <laughs> ultimate mutant and eat the planet. Yeah, I hope not, man. <laughs> uh, I just like my my wish list. Um, they do something like they did with the ultimate universe but modernized it like here in the modern day so like and the just, ultimate universe right but just don't touch it just let it be its own thing let those characters explore themselves let us have the uh let us enjoy the mystery of the characters that they're feeling that they and that was good why do you uh, why do you think they got rid of the ultimate universe i'm i'm just asking i have no clue i know it was it movies was movies you think because they tied the here put my tinfoil hat on uh, they they tied the MCU too close to the Ultimate Universe, and they weren't pushing the or their books from their main lines weren't selling as much, so they put them together, and then you put characters like Miles Morales from the Ultimate Universe that was more popular than Peter Parker at the time probably, and you bring him back in. Uh, so you destroy what you didn't like about the place. You take the characters that you wanted from, put them into your main line, start to segue your stories, get them in line. To where the movies and the the history of the movies and the history of the books kind of match each other, so that way if they pick up some event book, they're not lost. Like uh, right now, Shang Chi, the next event book that's going to be happening is happening up with the Ten Rings, and the Ten Rings are look like the ones from the movie, mm -hmm. like the little yeah the, the, the bracelets and shit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what I think. I think that's that's why they did that. That's an interesting theory. It's a reach. But no, I mean I I can see it. I can see it. it is it is a little bit of a reach because like the idea of them having this multiversal war uh, with the incursion, it, it setup was really cool. Setup was awesome, you know. And then 
just to bring it all back. Right. I just, I, I don't know. Just felt like a okay. Out. So when Hickman took over the X Men, they interviewed him. Me read it because of course. Um, but his quote in there is like, I like to take the the toys, meaning the characters that either DC or because he had talks with both Marvel and DC before he came back and did the Marvel's X-Men um, and establishing their new status quo going forward. But he his quote was, I like to take the toys, take them off the shelf, break them, see what I can do with them. But at the end of the day. I have to put them back together and put them back on the shelf. So like you get what he's saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like this story that we're reading currently or any story that's being told currently at the end of the day, they have to be put back on the shelf the way everyone recognizes them at their core. Yeah. What they were, you know, how they start. Yeah. That makes, man, that's a, that's some good perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah, you can put Batman through the ringer, you know, like City of Bane or Hush or mm-hmm. something where he's just going through his entire rogues gallery or Court of Owls and just really just beat the shit out of him. But at the end of the day, Batman's going to win. And in the next issue, he's going to be 100 percent again. Mm-hmm. He's going to be ready to go out and punch people in the face. For jaywalking. <laughs> <laughs> But but like you get that right? I do. Like Superman, you can take him off the table, but he's got to come back as Superman. You can make him blue electric or red electric, but he's got to come back as Superman sooner or later. You can kill him with another Kryptonian, but he's got to come back as Superman. When you when you see him next, he'll be Superman. It's one of the Ten Commandments of comic books. It's one of the Ten Commandments of comic books. Exactly. You got to put it back on the shelf. Ooh, yeah. We should do that. We should come up with Ten Commandments yeah. of comics. Oh, here's a good question. <laughs> so if you had to, like, shut off all the multiverses that were going on right now, shut them all off and start off with a single book, Justice League, Batman, uh, Captain America, whoever, who would you have writing and drawing it oh, to, tell it, to tell a long story? I would write it. I would have... Both of you guys oh, on it. Okay. <laughs> if we're doing it that way. No. Okay. okay. Uh, no, I would, uh, for a writer, um, Kieran Gillen. I might be saying his name wrong. Kieran Gillian. I, no, I think that's right. Um, I'd pick him. I, I don't remember reading any of, uh, of a long work from him. Uh, I remember he wrote this book called Die. Uh, and I think it just ended recently, but it's uh, like 24 or 28 issues, something like that. Um, and it's a longer story, and so I want to see what he has. Uh, you know, if he has a, uh, if DC or Marvel gives him, hey, you have a year. You know, what what? Let's... But what book would it be? Oh, oh, so like one. Any anything you want. If we're starting off on the the Marvel universe, probably uh, put him on an X Men book. Like open up the Marvel universe and the perspective of these mutants who were born with these powers, who are seeing these heroes that have these powers that yeah. are treated very differently from them. Uh, do it that way. Uh, if it's DC, I hate to say this, but probably Batman. Put him on the detective, but I think that's already been done before. Like uh, maybe with the New Fifty Two, um, like using Batman as like one of the focal points to discover the new, the, this new world that we're mm-hmm. inhabiting. Um, 
might be a cop out, but I'd say Batman on that one. So Kieran Gillian written for both of them, but for oh for art, Ivan Rice. Just because I know his name and I know what his work looks like, and I can just because I know his name. Know his name. Boy. Like I can't, I can't pull any of the artists out of my ass. I'm gonna get beat up after this <laughs> filming. <bro>. Yep. What <laughs> you, Danny? What you did? Um, I don't know. I like the flagship titles like Avengers or Fantastic Four or uh, uh, Justice League. You know, the big team books that really establish those universes, those characters, multiple characters in a universe. Um, I could see the Fantastic Four discovering. You know, scientifically discovering uh, the characters going like, mm-hmm. oh, there's a radioactive spill in, in uh, Hell's Kitchen. Let's go and invest more of an investigative kind of science-y team. Yeah. 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 Um, and then they like help establish these like, like not give them money or anything, but like, oh, you know, we're going to try and help you as best we can. Um, or like a science that like they have a, the, the science experiment and there's a rogue spider or something. Or even the testing, like providing security in Nevada for the gamma test, gamma explosion test. And then you can also introduce, because Reed is reaching out to multiple uh, like universes, like the negative zone and mm-hmm. everything. He could actually broach Asgard or something, Ooh, or Olympus, yeah. and be the first human there. And then that creates like the bridge that allows Thor to come back to Earth after thousands of years that's tight yeah that's good pretty cool so who i could see that it's a lot better than mine yeah <laughs> <laughs> who would you have who would you the writer and then the the artist if you could put that together um the writer i don't know i i kind of like i'll kind of like mark wade he mm-hmm. does really good stuff with team dynamics yeah, you know and the artist oh, it's got to be my number one artist would be olivia Corpel. number one artist Second would probably be DK Ruin. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe like Tommy Lee Edwards. Oh, okay. he does like the real kind of like graphic graphic style art. Yeah, I could see him like especially. Oh, what if we could intersperse him? Like every time they visit a new location, it's Tommy Lee Edwards' artwork. Oh, and then when they're back in like New York or something, yeah, it's Olivia Coppell. That would be awesome. Yeah. Something like that. Like how they did with uh, Mitch Gerard's and... Um, yeah, Doc, 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 Doc Shainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Adam Strange. Yeah, that, yeah. I love that book. That was, yeah. that was, that was a really, really good cool, book. the artwork. Yeah. That's a good setup. I would do I would do The New Gods, <gasps> and I would do Olivier Capel and Jonathan Hickman on it. Yes. I want to see those big universal... Where's the... Apocalypse. Where's page? the shut up and take my money yes, meme? Yes, yeah. dude. Yeah, that's how we do. I was thinking uh, DK Rian too, because man, that dude's. I feel like he was already good. His yeah. art, and every time I see him put new stuff out, I'm like, this dude, like everything is changing about his art in the best way possible. Like, yeah, so he's killing it. But yeah, that would be that would be my. And like you said, that way there could be interactions between like Superman, the Flash, things like yeah. that, but on a universal scale, you know. That would be cool. Yeah, that, I think that would be pretty cool. So. Awesome. Awesome. That was, man, that was really good. Holy shit. What? Joey's got a thought. Star Wars? No. Flash. No, you mentioned The Flash. I think I'd have it to where uh, I'd open up on a Justice League book, but I'd have it to where a Flash, like an older Flash, like Barry Allen, but kind of like older, like a Jay Garrett character, new universe, 
runs, trying to find his universe, pops into a brand new DC universe, can't get back. He's the uh, the starter character of this universe, and so he's kind of, oh, fuck, that's Flashpoint. Fuck! Not only is it Flashpoint, it's also uh, the Silver Age, the launching of the Silver yeah. Age. Is it? Yeah. That's man. how, yeah. I swear. Because uh, rebooting the Flash in the Silver in the 60s is what caused... Like the Justice League and everything mm-hmm. like that. It's too easy then. Fuck, that's the first thing. <laughs> no, it's a good premise. It's a good premise because I, I consider and, and, Flash and, as a zero point character. And see, I think that that's probably one of the only characters that really works in a multiverse setting is the Flash. Yeah. Because the science behind it. Yeah. yeah. You know? So, all right, guys. Well, this was a good episode. Yeah. yeah. Hope we can have more like this, dissecting uh, different yeah. different little sins of, of comics. Sins of will. comics. Yeah. So, you got any shout-outs, Joey? I got two. Uh, three. Uh, Shout-out to my wife yeah. uh, for putting up with me and encouraging me and all that fun yeah. stuff. Uh, Shout-out to Mike and Rogue Media Network. Uh, we had a really cool mixer. Got to meet yeah. the rest of the Rogue Media family yesterday, so I'm really excited where we have going forward from there. Uh, also, shout-out to uh, Mondo and Brooklyn Comic Con. Uh, oh, we haven't yeah. really announced that yet, but... Uh, we'll be in Brooklyn this time next week. Yeah, yeah. we will. So uh, we're, we're this is our first Comic Con that uh, I've, I've been a part of. That I'm, I don't know about these guys, but I've been a part of to where uh, they've been the ones like, hey, we want you to come to us. We'll uh, facilitate you. And so this is new to me. Like I, this hasn't even happened to me for skating. And I've been traveling all over the country and around the world for skating. Never before has it been like like this. And plus, I've never been to New York for it. I've never been to New York at all. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm freaking pumped, excited. I'm nervous. I'm scared. Doing some push-ups. should be scared. It's Brooklyn. <sighs> Go do we some. do we need to take our own Tims or are we assigned Tims? We get there? They might have some at the table. <laughs> they like, yeah, here's some Tims. Right here's some the Tims right here, yeah. son. Yeah. Ah, son, uh, put these on. Yeah. Oh man, but I, I'm pretty excited for it, man. What about you guys? Oh yeah, shout out to my wife right now. She is fixing a flat tire out here, and uh, while we're recording. So. <laughs> Nice, nice. But uh, yeah, shout out to Mike too. That that mixture was awesome. We met some some other podcasters that we're definitely hopefully do some stuff within the future. Yeah. Shout out to Brooklyn Comic Con. Shout out to everybody locally. Shout out to these guys. Shout out to Danny and his wife Christina. They just celebrated their tenth anniversary. Tenth anniversary. So that's why we had like uh, the perfect reaction for our tenth anniversary is the uh, Paul Rudd gif. Uh, one who'd have thought it <laughs> look at us look, look at us out. look at us here look at who would have thought right <laughs> oh so, shout out to my wife for yeah. putting up for me for over 10 years yeah, almost dang. 20 oh, years guys dang. almost 20 do y'all years. do the anniversary the what is it the first year is like paper or some shit and then the the first year uh she handed me divorce papers Oh, so yeah, we did paper. <laughs> she didn't have Joey. She was like, for real? No, Joey. They're still married. Yeah, they're still married. We're still married. I never signed, so <laughs> I had them. I had them framed. He um, he signed Danny Floref. So it's not legal. It's not no. legal. Shout out my wife putting up for me, uh, putting up with me for this long, and hopefully uh, twenty more years. In twenty years after that. I only see myself living for another twenty years, but whatever. <laughs> we got shit to do. 
Yeah, we got yeah. shit to do. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Mike and Rogue Media. Shout out to all the podcasters last night, especially mm-hmm. Andrew G. Please don't take Joey when you make it big. Yes. Oh my god, please! Don't. <laughs> You're gonna have Joey standing behind him, uh, shirtless, <laughs> yeah, bro, <laughs> with the little the bow tie. Yes. Just, uh, last oh, last man. night, Jess, like, does he always do that to you? I'm like, eh, kind of. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, Andrew G. Shout out Andrew G. Yeah. Um. So we're good. We're out. We'll see you guys next time. Catch you next time. See you. Be sure to hit the like button, subscribe, and tune in every other week to see what we have to say. Um, you can find us on social media. You can find Joey at Joey Gonzalez. Um, you can find me at Armando Ramirez underscore art. And you can find Danny at Imaginary Heroics. And you can find Plus Waco Comics on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Plus Waco Comics. Excelsior. <laughs> Sweet Christmas. Sweet Christmas. <laughs> Throw a couple of them in there. Curse you, Richards. I don't know. <laughs>